folks, welcome back to the Anthony Gordon Show. If I had to think in my mind's eye before we launched this podcast, the kind of person that personifies the show, I would say it's our very, very special guest, uh, Lindy Benson. Why? Because those of you who've been listening to the show, the 643 million listeners that are listening to the show, you probably have heard me talk about the fact that we all have bumps in the road, we all have curveballs, and it seems, if we talk in binary terms, that some people become victims and others become victors. Some people will talk about why me and the <clears throat> talk about the the uh, the lemons that were thrown their way, and others turn the lemons into lemonade. So, Lindy, you are clearly a person who has been through a lot and has overcome a lot and is a person who has made a lemonade out of lemons. So for just for the listener's sake, so Lindy, correct me if I'm saying anything that's not accurate, um, trained really as an actress, uh, lived most of your life uh, primarily, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, in the Malibu community. I grew up in LA. In LA. Um, a lot of the folks that you're really close to are, you know, high-profile personalities in the entertainment industry, um, spent almost 30 years um, married to Kenny G, who, you know, people would probably know in as one of the most famous saxophonists in the world. <clears throat> and here's the part that I want to focus on. Close to three decades um, of being married to a man, and then the wheels come off. And the marriage hits an oncoming train. At that point in time, it's very tempting to huddle up, put the blanket over your head and say, you know what? I'm sort of middle-aged. I've earned my stripes. I'm done. So not only have you not done that, but you've launched Blue Salt, which is slowly becoming uh, just an unbelievably uh, – it's become a huge fashion brand. It's a, it's it's gone viral, and all of this, pretty much just based on online word of mouth. Yes. So, if you can, for the sake of our uh, listeners, give us a sense of two of the points that I touched on, and that is, uh, in your case, it was um, you know a, a marriage that was you know it was dissolved. Tell me about the weeks and months that 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 you had to wake up with sort of this hole in your stomach, you know, having faced clearly one of the biggest traumas that anyone faces. And if you look at the Maslow hierarchy or anything in terms of stress and uh, divorce is up there. Mm -hmm. Walk us through how you felt and then how did you segue from being really one of the lowest ebbs of your life to spearheading one of the most incredibly popular creative fashion brands that is just terrific thank you so much well uh, i'm so flattered by all of that but i think um yeah it was pretty pretty harsh clearly i needed some lessons um but so i would say that i found myself in this really blank I, i'm a creative person yeah i have tons of creativity and i and I found myself being blank. Wow. 
which is for a creative person, <clears throat> there's nothing worse than sort of being neutralized. I had no ideas. Nothing wow. was coming. It was the strangest thing. I thought maybe this means I'm going to die. Everything's over. It really oh, was. It really felt final and I couldn't find the light. Is it, be- is, it be- is it because it was the shock of, is it because you felt um, shame? Is it because? No, it's because I put every ounce of my energy into Kenny in his career and then our family. Right. And then that was over. Wow. So I had no idea what I was about to do. I just had no idea what I was going to do next. It's amazing. So instead of, it was this, it was this kind of a strange thing. Because I had moved out of my house that I'd been in for 20 years. And I was right. sitting there at this other house with, with, with blank. And, and I, and I made a choice that I, I wouldn't uh, get busy and try to fill that up. That I would really, really sit there. And, and, and allow the sort of, the wound to heal and not make an impulsive just to really go inward yep not outward and trying to fill it up not go and try find another guy and not sure. go and try and go shopping and whatever not try to very fill courageous. do anything i don't know and i don't know why i made that choice to be honest but i felt like i had to really come to you know the answers, um, the real answers. I had also had a lot of, there was a lot of betrayal in there with um, things. There's lots of things that I was, you know, trust wise. So yeah, sure. I, I trusted therapists or other people or other things for my knowledge, let's yep. say, or wisdom too much. And I wanted to really count on myself. That's an amazing, amazing observation. So the, Two points on that. Number one, did, did, firstly, did you have a support system when the wheels came off, or did you feel you've given you you've? I think that one of the most altruistic, sort of selfless acts in 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 everything that I read about you, and you know, speaking with you, you put your you know you sort of put your own personal aspirations in the acting world sort of on pause. That's I, a huge thing. Well, you got to understand at that time. So at that time, I was like 21, 22 mm-hmm. years old. Kenny was 27, you know, and so we're like young, you know, in our sure. 20s, starting our careers off and his took off. But when you married him, he wasn't Kenny G. I mean, not at all. But so, I mean, no, he wasn't um, famous or successful. Yeah. He didn't make money at that point, yeah, really. Yeah. Let's say we had the same amount of money in our checking accounts, both of us, (laughs) when we met anyway. But his career really took off. And when a musician's career takes off and they're a touring musician, he was on the road from then the whole time. So it's like I couldn't stay here and work on my career. I had to make a choice. So, And and there was a clear moment of that, that I made that choice, which I wouldn't recommend. (laughs) <laughs> again <laughs> but i wouldn't recommend that to anybody actually to do that which i made the choice because he said i'm gonna 
you come, in other words, along on my journey, journey and be part of my team. And for that, we're going to build this great life and we're going to do all of this, you know, but together. There was, but there was no way that you could independently pursue your own vocation. Uh, re- I mean, how could a marriage survive that if you were going to? It wouldn't. It wouldn't have. Yeah. So I made a real choice at that point because yep. I knew, you know, that that was it. It was like, do that or or you're not going to be with that person. Yep. So I made that choice. I think it was a good choice. Well, I mean, you got... I just don't think it's a good idea to give your own thing up. But, you, you know, it was a choice. It really was the right choice. I have my boys, you know. I mean, look at the, look at, look at the fruits of the... Of the I of have the too many two great things boys. from it. We had a, a real fairy tale. Yeah. Real success and great, great three decades. But it sounds like it, it was, um, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of it was on the go. It was like living... I'm In not the beginning, think- it was all all on the road. Yeah, all on the go, on the go, and then had kids, and then we became more... Settled. Uh, settled, but he was still on the road, going on the road, coming back, going, coming, yeah. and I'm I'm holding the fort with the kids sure. in the house. That's a whole fortunate and unbelievably great thing I got to do. I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up that way, you know, to be able to, to just not work and support my children and be there for that. I never experienced that with myself or anybody I grew up with. So for me, that was a great. So it sounds like your, your, your beginnings were pretty humble. Very tough. There's a pretty tough interview you can read about it. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say it was, well, it was, uh, um, I, I lacking. Here's what I, here's what in I know. Some from, areas. It sounds like, um, and can I say things I assume that public knowledge from everything I read about you, and that's why I'm you so personify one of the fundamental themes of why I, I launched this podcast, and, I, and I'll tell you that in a moment. I look at your bio and I see a person whose late father was a heroin addict. Um, it sounds like he was not that functional, very limited in what he did, very sweet man, it sounds like he lovable, but obviously, you know, was was very limited. Um, he could have, he was brilliant, super creative, a magician, a musician, a funny actor. I mean, he was so great, but he was a drug addict, yeah. He struggled with drugs his whole life. Mm-hmm. So this, during your formative years, that's your paternal figure. Your mom sounds like just did the best she can with the cards that she was dealt, and sure. she's a paralegal. Obviously, it's very limited in terms of the you know the financial level that she could sustain the family as a paralegal so at that point in time i think that you either have to decide listen i'm going to roll up my sleeves and i'm going to you know take whatever cards i've been dealt and and go at them and make it happen or i'm going to feel sorry for myself and say you know why, why is my last name not rothschild and clearly mm. clearly you didn't mm. You know, you have a tremendous resilience. You have a tremendous grit because a lot of people, it's much easier uh, to feel sorry for oneself. I have goals. Very clearly. You know, and I, I mean, I have things I want to do. So I feel like that is counterproductive. How do you think that, how do you think growing up with challenges prepared you for in the middle of your life having to switch gears completely? I I think I learned a lot of what I didn't want 
Yeah. And when that kind of started to fill my fill me with ideas of what I did want. Yeah. You know? So you're like, this is I don't want that. That looks pretty good over there. <laughs> I'd right. rather have that. But so nothing, then I started to have, you know, fill up with dreams. Yeah. But nothing yeah. nothing seems to have come easy to you for you. No. Really not. Okay, so really, let's, really not things. Nope, nothing. I can't think of anything that's ever really actually come easy. But I won't. It's different coming easy. Yep, uh, is interesting because like with blue salt, everything, everything comes to me. Yep. I don't have to force my. It's not forced. It's not. I'm not doing that. So. In that way, it's easy. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't say it's easy. No, I was just saying, well, we're going to talk about blue salt. And I, I think there's a big part of what your um, the, your whole ethos is around energy, which I want to talk about. But I, I just, as you were speaking, I was asked to speak um, last night. Uh, was it last night or the night before? To a, a number of um, primarily college kids about life lessons that we can learn from the late Kobe Bryant. We represent a lot of we represent a lot of people uh, in the NBA, and the one there were four main life lessons. The one life lesson that I underscored was there is nobody around the NBA, no one who even was within few degrees away from Kobe that wasn't aware of his insane work ethic. Yeah, he was the first person in the gym. He it was dark and cold, and he was there. Um, he was an he was. He he underscored the, the 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 whole notion that if you want greatness and success, the price you're going to pay is hard work and pain, and nothing that's I worthwhile. With, I would agree with that a thousand percent. And but it doesn't feel like hard work, and I'm sure that it didn't feel like hard work to him. It's interesting because I saw an interview where he said it's the biggest gift. Where. Um, it seems that what he what he trained himself to do so well, his craft, he loved so much. Loved, yeah. And so it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. So that's the trick. Like find something you love, and uh, yeah, and then it won't feel like work. And and I know that that's a saying, and everybody says that, but it's so it true. It is a truism. And also, if you really, you know, some people go, "Oh, well, I'm not, I don't have any talent," but that's not true because every single human 100%. has something that they could contribute in a big way and be passionate about and they have to find it and sure. it, it's there and then when you find that thing whatever it is it, it's, it's so it's, it's so great well it sounds like it sounds like the world the life that you're living right now and what you're doing and we're going to talk about what blue salt is it's it seems like things have come together so beautifully and that you so have found your calling because I, and I want you to speak to the, our listeners about how, how you went from clearly from a very shocking trauma to within, uh, you know, a reasonably short amount of time launching a, a, you know, a, a fashion brand that's just taken off. <laughs> And, and, and I mean, I love your stuff. It's, it's just fantastically comfortable. Not only is it comfortable, it's aesthetically appealing. It's uh, it's environmentally friendly. There's a there's a, a a piece of your whole model that's in the nonprofit world. It's, I mean, all the boxes are checked. Um, yeah, I um. So earlier you talked to me a little bit about God, and you yeah. said you have a relationship with God. Yeah, I do. 
and I gave it all up to 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 God and really and said you know to myself to God to whatever when I was sitting there that I want my highest possible destiny. That's amazing. But I don't. I didn't manufacture what that was. But, but you, then things started appearing. But you made yourself a repository. You made yourself open to it. Right. And I, I always tell people there's, there's two things. So it was blankness. I feel like the things that really, the two things, it was like a surrender. Yeah. A blank. I don't know anything. Humble. Human. Yeah, really. And, um, and then still, I don't know, <laughs> asking. And you don't know. For sure. That's scary. No, that you can't have. You can't, you can't, you can't have fear? No. I'll tell you why I'm asking this. You know that... That you have to figure out. You cannot have scary in there. So I'm going to ask you a very uh, tough question. And this is what I found in my life is the work that I've done as a, as a, as a life coach, the work that I've done in in uh, sort of the spiritual world, the professional world, is that I have found that people who uh, have a complicated relationship with their father mm-hmm. often ha- have a difficulty in having a open, trusting relationship with God. Mm. And it sounds in your case, that's not the case. It sounds like you were able I to- didn't have a complicated relationship with my father, and maybe that's why it wasn't complicated. Meaning notwithstanding the fact that- I he- never doubted his, his love for me, which is that's, Okay, great, so that's the key. I think. That's you just hit the nail on the head. Even if he struggled with drugs or a person struggled with whatever vice, if you knew that you felt cared for and loved, yeah, then that's the way you're going to become hardwired about right. s- someone who's you know bigger and is sort of looking out for you, and, and that transcends and becomes the God. You know, when you're thinking of God, if you're if you're feeling the relationship with your your dad was healthy and there was love. I get it. Then you can say, okay, dad in heaven, so to speak, I'm going to lost you. What am I supposed to do next? That's amazing. So, and there's another piece that you you touched on with it. Consciously or not, one of the most successful rehab uh, programs in the world is the 12-step program. Mm -hmm. And the big book talks about... I did a lot of Al-Anon. Okay. Al-Anon, I've been through with, with clients and I've been through their literature. Clearly, giving over, let go, let God. Everything that, the, the, you know, everything that you're talking about. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. That's exactly what. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. How did, how did. That is really funny. Once you created this, this sort of vessel and you ask, ask God to pour the, how did this crystallize into blue salt? Well, I had, I had an assistant. Okay. Uh, Kenny and I for 15 years. Okay. Who's a, a, a girl that started a business. Yep. And that business didn't have the patent. So then she started to have to make uh, some clothes. Okay. She, uh, she came to me with this dilemma of hers. Asked me if I would give her some ideas to help her maybe uh, do a capsule collection. I love the fabric. You know, it just sort of like opportunities started presenting themselves felt right yeah just one thing led to the the next in the beginning that way there was one i had a partner in the beginning that was a bad thing and that ended up uh 
you know, I got rid of that quickly and and uh, Good. got cool. back on track. And but there was things that happened, and um, but really, I guess it was just me saying yes to something that was there. I said, yes, I'll do that. That didn't work out, actually. Okay, then I'll do this. It just was little thing after little thing that ended up in a capsule collection with this amazing fabric that I ended up researching to the nth degree because the fabric that was presented to me at first I loved, but but it was bad, uh, bad practices environmental practices making it it's called modal it's really actually practically made like a plastic it's very very bad gotcha um and then um i started to research um if there was some great version of a soft thing like that and i did find it and there's a mill in in la and we started working together because at first it was shedding and i mean i just like i don't know i told you i like details so yeah yeah. like i just started to to take put one foot in front of the other and then and then the next thing i know really i have a line of clothes and that's really what happened (laughs) at what point would you say um at what point would you um say lindy that i I knew i had something and it was taking off this is not just a uh a fashion uh, a few things up for myself there are people my friends really started to like it and you're i mean based on everything i know about you your friends are public personas that they weren't doing that just to support you and feel sorry for you they obviously know they actually liked it they love the stuff yeah they actually so patrick dempsey so tell me what happened with patrick dempsey for instance is the perfect uh you know uh example that he called me up i know his wife we sculpt we sculpted together Wow. Uh, for a long time, we sculpt with some, and even we do sometimes still. It's just a fun thing. It's not a yeah. serious thing. Um, Patrick Dempsey, um, is her husband. So, but he, he called, he wanted to have a meeting with me. Fashion, but something to do. I didn't even know what it was okay. about. In the meantime, just so that we, for the listeners' perspective, were you, at, before you met Patrick and he started designing the menswear, which you're going to tell us, you were out there on Instagram, right? Me. With the fashion stuff that people could, I mean, how did people find out about it? How did Patrick know that you were even? He was buying, yeah. Well, I had a couple of great, well, we're in Malibu, yeah, first so of all. So he's in Malibu. It's a tight-knit community. So he's in Malibu. We're friends. People people right. find out. I don't know how he found out, but he was buying it by himself online. Amazing. He, I mean, and wearing it. So, like, he went on himself and bought bought it himself then one didn't wanted to have a meeting so i said okay we have a meeting at the soho house in malibu i show up and he has a a big garment bag filled up of yours of your stuff no of his clothes of his clothes yeah and and i and he goes i i I have to uh this is my work clothes that i like and i want to only wear blue salt wow so i want to figure talk to you about that because I want to only wear blue salt. He's really serious. It was a very serious uh What a vote of confidence. I mean, the- yeah. And here's my clothes. So I have this blazer and here's my polo shirt. And these are the only pieces that I wear. But I want to have them made out of this fabric. Is So 
was the attraction that it's comfy was the attraction the fact that it's environmentally friendly was the attraction for him was that he could travel on a plane and then get off the plane and go right to a meeting without changing his clothes it's unbelievable literally just keep going that's what he said i just want to keep going i just want to keep going day to night i want to get off the plane i want to go right to the meeting i want to look good all the time i want to be comfortable and look put together he 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 checked all the boxes of actually what i wanted for blue salt yep and i said he said well what can we do do can i can we do something i said well Let's get together with the pattern maker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, that was the next step after that. It wasn't suddenly like, oh, let's... But things, it just kept coming together like a puzzle. Amazing. Anyway, next thing I know, he's designing the men's collection. And he he said, Lindy, I would like to proactively assume some role. Yeah. Just ask me. And he wanted to do it because he wanted to wear the clothes. Amazing. And the truth is, everything that I've researched, I don't think that I've, at least I didn't see anything out there, uh, else out there which had the following. A, as you said, the comfiness, the, 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 just the, the kind of aesthetic look where you can, you can walk into a meeting or you could just hang around, you know, the beach. It's very unusual to have, you know, the, 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 all the elements in place where it's like a chameleon. It just changes with you. Yeah, I think um, it. I know there's athleisure, right? That's a thing where you look super cool and you're casual, yet it's huge like in the professional athletic. Yeah, it's yep. so great. Like yeah. it's so cool, like, off white. Yeah, right. All of those cool brands. That's mm-hmm. athleisure. I feel like this is actually a different category. So I call it elevated athleisure. I think it is. You know, because it's comfortable. And it looks good. Of course, you can lounge around in if you want to. But the idea is that you go out in it. But it doesn't look like at all like athleisure. Not it at looks all. Like, it's much higher end. Yeah, it looks like um, designer. My one of my favorite inspirations is like Laurel Piana. Okay. I love Bamford. I love yeah, yeah. Hermes. I like really expensive, super fine things. You clearly have very good taste. I have good taste. I do. I always have had like really good taste. Even when I was little, my mom would always say, you can't have this taste. You, It's too much. Like, no, you're a classic No, what she said, uh, you have a beer pocket and champagne taste. When I came down to get to get you in the, in the uh, valet parking, it's amazing how a person like you sticks out because you, you've got class, Lindy. You got, you, I mean, it's just the way you present. There's a certain things that you... So let's 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 march forward with this. You've now got uh, household name type folks, Patrick Dempsey. You've got um, you know, people who you close to in your sort of concentric circle, um, who because they love the stuff are supporting you, uh, Cindy Crawford and other people who who know you. Three, five, seven years from now, what's your hope? What's your dream? Where do you want to take this? Because you have all the ingredient in the world for this to become. You know, an, an absolute cult fashion. You really do. I mean, I nothing- just think every. I just want everyone to look good and feel good. Everyone, anybody who wants it. So, like, it's priced pr- really well. Uh, the, the, your price points are. In, is, I mean, it's, it's sort of the. 
fifty bucks to three hundred fifty buck range, correct? Twenty to three hundred fifty. It's 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 unbelievable. Yeah. Given what the the quality. I think so too because um, direct to consumer allows you to be really well mm-hmm. priced. Being made in the USA is not easy to make that choice. It's expensive. Yeah, so, and you consciously have done that so that you. Yeah. That's so blue salt is blue salt yep. is the ocean, but putting it together, B L E, and that's USA in the middle. L T. I didn't even notice that. It says B L E, then USA. That's great. Because we're made in the USA. Only oh, 3% of garments are made in the USA for a reason. Yeah, it's like uh, really expensive and. You know, but you do it. Uh, it's so a you, choice. But, but you can walk tall knowing that there's not some 11-year-old kid in, in somewhere in, in the Far East. I know who's making who, these. Exactly. I, I see. I know the people's names. I know them. I it's can go there, check on it. I can. Yeah. Has this become your, is this your well, legacy? Is this become more? I think it's a, a baby. It's like I, a I child. Another child. How? How involved are, firstly, are your kids involved in the business at all? Not. Only in the fact that they'd say what they want to wear. Because we're basics. And my kids, we all are, we all like basics. We're not yeah. like fashion uh, you know, trendy kind of, kind of outfits. We like certain basics. So, you know, like I just did an elevated hoodie, which is a, a zipper that goes all the way up. It looks so beautiful under a blazer and whatever. My son, he will only wear the regular hoodie. You know, there's, right. there's we're, <laughs> we, we are real basics, but um, they just tell me what they, what they want. And, and, and am I correct in saying? That's how they help. It's already been promoted through social media. I mean, you, yeah. which helps you keep the price points where they are, right? I mean, in terms of direct to consumer. No, it, I mean, I have, um, you know, press on blue salt we i do have a publicist and, and press right um that's one thing marketing is another thing um and social media is another part right, so just you, between those three okay parts. but you're not looking at uh shelf space at neiman marcus you're mm-hmm. not looking at so that's a completely different world yeah it's it's a wholesale world i i have a, i just don't know that business not that i knew this one either <laughs> so i just don't know at that point i'm not closed off but i have a bandwidth issue at the moment because yeah. it's all me it's a one person show well i have a great team but it really is me you know as far as being a ceo and a creative director and wow. everything you know the photographer the designer it's me doing all of that so you know yeah, I mean, I think if I took on the retail world, I just don't know. I just don't know about that yet. So I'll tell you an interesting fact. Soon after I got the call um, about you being on the show, I happened to be reading a bunch of statistics about the average age of quote-unquote founders who launch businesses. And most people think of founders as Early twenties, Silicon Valley. They're in the, the. It's not true, Lindy. You know the average. The, I, I don't have the research with me, but I believe the age was forty-one, which which is a much older. But in your case, what you've merged is unbelievably unusual. You are considered a midlife entrepreneur. Yeah, and it's incredible what you've done because you, what you've done is you've taken I think trendiness that clearly 
would resonate with the millennial generation. But in the same in the same breath, there are people who are in the you know midlife type people, and somehow you've developed a brand and a feeling that touches on you know all different age cohorts. It's very unusual to do that. Kids in the love it. Kids and, and uni, love it. And unisex. Mm-hmm. So the, here's what you've done. You haven't pigeonholed yourself into a specific age or a specific gender, or it's very, it's a huge achievement that in the business world. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a, it's a. I um, think it's a good idea in the, in your twenties to dive into something, mm-hmm. or your fifties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, like it feels actually better now to 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 because I have the time. Mm-hmm. The kids are are grown and you also have all of your skills that you've learned all your life so, by now. So it's a great idea. It's amazing. It, you're hundred percent correct. And the truth be said, I'm, I mean, I can say this about my own life, but try this on for size. Am I right in saying this, that you couldn't have done this 30 years ago? I mean, you know, just you had had to earn some stripes. You had had to live some life before you got a sense of, you know, this is this is my brand. This is who I am. This is my God-given talents that I'd like to. Uh, I think I could have done it. I mean, you're clearly an extremely creative person. I mean, I don't. Yeah, care. I could have done it um, if I have the. T- but it, I, it would, I spend twenty-four-seven on this. So yeah, I, I can see an incredible your your work ethic. Yeah, but Kobe, I mean, that's clearly. <sighs> Gosh. Can you talk to us a little bit about another unusual thing that I see is that there's a portion of all the sales that go to Best Buddies. Can you tell us a bit about we're, that? We're working out right now a partnership. We don't know exactly what oh. we're doing, but there are... Um, Just went out to 150 million people. Should we cut that out? No, I love Best Buddies. <laughs> and Best Buddies is going to be our, our our partner for our charity partner for so they, sure. Can you tell us a little bit about the, you know, well, the, the, the 501c3, obviously the charity or their nonprofit, right? Yes, and it was started by Anthony Shriver. Okay. His mother started Special Olympics. Amazing. And so it's an organization all over the country, uh, all over the world. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on how many schools, but it's it's um, a club in schools, so they have someone to eat lunch with. Ah, I love it. Really, that is what Best Buddies is at the core, is just um, a friendship with People with intellectual disabilities. Uh, it's a phenomenal cause. Yeah. So, uh, it's about inclusivity. Beautiful. And I love that um, with the clothes as well. Because doesn't it, 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 it's part of the message of the brand, I think. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, the, so uh, uh, tell me if this is correct. A piece of, a portion of every cell goes to this nonprofit. B, you are manufacturing in the States specifically so that, you know, none of these labor sweat factories somewhere outside the United States, some kids getting bashed for minimal God. wage, which is horrific. Thirdly, environmentally friendly uh, in terms of the fabric. Yeah. Fourthly, um, it seems to be a fashion style that transcends every uh, ages and genders. Classic. Then you've, you've nailed it. Ah. I think this is unbelievable. Well, I, I can I I think if you listen, like you know, you really listen, things will come together in the right way. So I, I think you're right. I, I want to sort of tie this together um, with, I guess, two 
life mantras that are very much um, part of my life and I, I often impart to try and help people who are going through things. And that is, tough times don't last, tough people do. And I think you're a tough person in the following way. You're obviously incredibly sweet. Your nature, it's very clear that you're not tough in terms of, you know, taking people's heads off, but you're tough in terms of, of tremendous grit, tremendous resilience. Um, the second adage or the maxim would be, often people say to me, you know, Ansi, I wish I could have done this X years ago. And so there's an idea of, you know, when's the best time to plant an oak tree? Probably 20 years ago. When's the second best time to plant an oak tree to right now? Right. Right now. Exactly. And I'll tell you. And also if they say, I wish I would have done that, it wouldn't have been right then maybe, you know? So. For sure. You know, everything happens in the in the time it's supposed to happen. And I don't think you can do anything about that. Yeah, you can't, you can't push, <laughs> push destiny. No. i tell you this. What I think you personify for um, the listeners, certainly for someone like myself, um, is that it's never too late. B, um, that in the winding road of life, while we don't know what's going to be around the next corner, <clears throat> if you keep an open eye, if you make yourself a vessel for good things, um, there's no reason not to believe that, as, as has happened in your case, you've got a whole second life, a different, a, a, whole, a whole new vista is open to you. I want you to be successful because you clearly are, a, you're a good person, you've overcome so much, you're, you're the, ant the antithesis of a bitter person. So mm. for the sake of our listeners, how can they, how can they find out, is there a website, what's the best way if people want to uh, see, you know, see, see off, see off, uh, you know, your, your fashions, mm -hmm. see, see what's, and what's the easiest way for them to buy stuff? Is, is, is it's it? It's online, we, we make it very easy. So they go to www.bluesalt, as in B-L-E-U-S-A-L-T, dot com. I assume it's very user-friendly website. Try. We try to make it as user-friendly as possible. We've got the one clicks. We've got everything the best we can. So it so should be super easy. Yes, should be very easy. And, this, and anywhere in the world, correct? Yes. What do you hope that ultimately, and with this, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. Do you, do you, ultimately hope that blue salt will have an exit down the road by some 800 pound gorilla huge i don't know sport or life uh, uh, it could be so many different or are you just taking one day at a time yeah i'm just building it right now so i feel that you know i'll just take it one day at a time Danny Benson, i mean i have goals i have I'm dreams sure you definitely have to i have because, uh, whatever i just I think that I would limit it if I if I said at this point. So I like to leave it leave it like giving it up, like I did before. I like to leave it like that. I like to leave it yeah. open for the highest destiny. Lindy, I'll tell you the following: um, for so many people, and I, I have a feeling that I'm gonna get feedback for people who are in their midlife, or people who've you know had a, had like we all do have had doors slammed in our face and curveballs. <laughs> You so you so personify the fact that we uh, that there's you know there's another chance out there uh, that it's never too late that um, you know feeling sorry for oneself is probably not going to be 
the kind of ingredient for a successful, happy, happy life. Well, here's the thing about that is, is, is if you're going to put, that takes a lot of energy to, to be, to be upset and emotional and mad and bitter. It takes a lot of energy, but you could use all that energy and go forward instead. Amazing. That's, well, that's a much better idea. So I, I wish you, I wish for you only good things that you should go upwards and forward and that in the years to come, Blue Salt becomes a, it should, I hope and pray becomes a household name <laughs> and that there are many people that not only attire themselves with your beautiful garment, but also internalize some of your beautiful life philosophies, which I think would, uh, if there were more Lindy Bensons in the world, I think we would be living in, in, a, in a lighter place and the world would be a better place. I know people have to go, you know, in the rabbit hole a little, but you, you, the key, I think, is to get out yep. of it. You can't, I mean, you can't just go, oh, yeah, forget it. I'm just going to be positive. You can't. You have to. That's a very good point. Is that is is that because they they feel like wait wait I can't if it hurts too much or something you do you can go there for a minute but get out up there. So that's it's yeah. A, I think that's a good place to end because I think that people um don't allow themselves to mourn. Yeah, and that's you've okay. got to allow yourself. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. they, they, it takes a while uh, for the for the the wound to heal and and then go forward. But but don't it's I, I think don't do one of two things either. While you're still in the raw of the pain, pretend that everything's tickety because that you can't kid yourself. Don't try to 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 fill it up outwardly. Right, that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thought. Is that when we have a hole in our heart and we have the holes in our life, um, try and find your your own internal strength, internal fortitude, your internal strength, and flex muscles that maybe beforehand you. That's didn't when you. That's when you find them. Right. So, like, if you don't do that, that's a kind of a bummer. Yep. It's a missed opportunity there because that's when you really have the energy to, to find it. Otherwise, if you're comfortable, you don't really look for it that much. So, I'll end by saying I thought that I was going to meet someone today who has gone through a lot and developed a tremendous, has become a fashion sensation. But I also met someone to, today who's got, who's a life philosopher. You've got some incredible uh, tools for life, which I think will help a lot of people. And I think that still learning though. We're all learning. Yeah. Lindy, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.